Hello, it's Dan Hooley with the midweek message for October 6th from Mona Christian Ohana. Uh, greet you in the name of Jesus and uh, hope, hope all is well as we're getting through yet another difficult, difficult year, but the Lord is good. Um, today I wanted to talk about repentance. Um, <clears throat> and one of one of Jesus's teachings on it, and what it what it even means. So we'll pray, and then we'll read a, a passage out of Luke thirteen. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's true. And Lord, even though it's sometimes difficult and hard to understand, Lord, there's meaning in every word in this scripture, and we thank you for it. We pray, Lord, that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And Lord, just uh, be be here now in this in this time of me attempting to bring your word, Lord. Let it be accurate and let it be from you. Pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. So I wanted to just study a passage out of uh, Luke thirteen one through eight. Um, read it a, quite a few times, but I've studied it over the last I don't know month, month and a half, two months, and never really understood it until just really got into it and, and, and understood what what Jesus was teaching. It, it's, uh, we'll read it first. Uh, Luke 13, 1, it says, Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but he did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man said, leave it alone for one more year. I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. It's God's word. <clears throat> and now we get to figure out what it is that he's trying to teach us in it. Um, it's clear that he was asked by Jesus, was asked by someone in the crowd about these two, these two instances. And there were two tragedies. One of them, one of them was an atrocity. First one he mentioned was uh, Pilate had sent some of his soldiers to uh I don't know. They, they killed. They killed some Galileans who were who were worshiping um, in a temple. They weren't doing anything wrong. They were they were there worshiping. And what it's talking about is their blood mixed with the blood of their sacrifice. And awful, awful. I guess not much has changed in politics. <laughs> um, and then the second one was a. I guess it like a natural disaster. Was a was a tower that they had on, on the wall near a reservoir and the tower collapsed and 18 people were killed. And Jesus was asking them, 
what do you, what do you think? You think these people were worse than, than any of the others because they died? And he said, no. And what, what Jesus is, is dealing with here is my self-righteousness. You know, we look, at, we look at others and we think, oh, bad things are happening to them. There must be, you know, they must not be doing well. They must be doing something wrong. It's, it's kind of like that passage out of John 9 where his disciples asked him about the blind man. Who sinned here, this man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither of them. He was born blind to, to show my glory. And <clears throat> we look at Job, all of Job's friends, same thing. Job was a very, very righteous man. And yet, bad thing after bad thing happened. And his friends were saying, well, there must be sin in your life. There must be something. And it made them very, very smug. And, but didn't, it didn't change, Job's, didn't change Job's look. But... What, again, the Lord's trying to teach us something in this. We, uh, we grew up on Oahu. When, when we were kids, we never, had, we never had a TV. And I often thought how, <clears throat> how weird it was that we were so different. I love it now. I wish, wish we didn't have a TV. <laughs> but growing up, so we did things. You know, we read a lot. We, I don't know, sang. We did, we did things. My sisters were super into musicals. And they were all really good singers. And there was one, The Sound of Music, and uh, my sisters would, would sing parts of that. We, we all would. But there was a, um, a part in that play or movie where the two main characters were kind of falling in love with each other and they realized that they were going to live happily ever after. And it was a, there's a, I don't remember the whole song, but I remember the chorus went something like, Nothing comes from nothing, nothing ever could. So somewhere in my youth or childhood, I must have done something good. <clears throat> and it's such a, such a crazy way, but it's, it's, it's the same idea of good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. You know, sometimes it seems like people, some people get all the good luck, always have good things happen, things just fall into place for them. Some people get all just bad thing after bad thing. And that play, that something, nothing comes from nothing, it's kind of a, just a modern way to justify grace. Like God's grace is a free blessing from, from nothing. And, and it's, it's their way of saying, oh, we must have done something right. And I think that's what Jesus is speaking to you to here. He's, he's, he's talking to, to good people. He's, he's speaking to a crowd of people who go to church, they worship God, and things in their life are going smoothly. We can look and, and we can see, you know, people who are going through tough times. We see towers falling all around us, but yet our life is going smooth. And what, what the Lord <clears throat> showed me through this was there's no more important time for me, for us to repent then when things are going smooth, because what, what I found every single time, it's, it's consistent, is he blesses me and, and I slowly cling on to these good things. I, I grab onto them and they become my worth. They become my justification, salvation, if you will. And what he's, what he's saying is 
when anything takes his place, takes the place of our need and our our desire for Christ, that's that's what he's that's what he's teaching about. And uh, you know, there's a there's a, a verse in in Proverbs, Proverbs thirty. Well, it's two verses, thirty verse eight and nine. It says, "Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you, or I may become poor and steal, and so dishonor." the name of my God. And <clears throat> that verse is so, it's just so me. Like when he blesses me and things are going so good, it's like I I forget how much I need him. And I don't I don't want that. I I, I want to respond to everything with love. Like we we totally want to figure things out and say, oh Towers are falling, so we'll either blame the people on the towers who the towers fell on, or we'll blame the God, on you know above the tower. And Jesus is saying neither of those approaches are right. And uh, no, so what uh, what we take from this is that no matter what we're going through. We need to repent. You know, I, I sometimes feel like if I'm, if he loves me that much, then I I must not be all that bad, and that that kind of leaves me leaves me smug. Or then the other take is, if I truly am that bad, how can he love me? And then that 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 thought would lead us to just despair. And what he's saying is, I got you. You know, the, the the fact is Jesus had the ultimate tower fall on him. You know, he was the best man who ever lived, and yet bad things happened to him. And we're, me, I'm a sinner, and yet he's blessed me. So just to me, it just proves that I don't have to worry about towers falling on me. Because he's already he's already taken it, and uh, that's that's where I'm at with that. And then and then we get down to his parable. He talks about the fig tree, and what what that's about is the figs. The figs he's talking about that's us. The fruit. What is fruit? Fruit is fruit is sweet. Shelby and I did a a keto diet for a couple months and we weren't able to eat fruit on that diet. It seems kind of weird, but because <clears throat> of the sugar in it. So remember the first time after we stopped the diet, first time I took a bite of an apple and how sweet it was and it was like exploded in my mouth. Well that's what that's what Jesus is talking about. The fruit is our repentance and it's sweet and that's what we that's what we need. That's what we, that proves that we're, that we're lined up right. He says uh, in Romans 2, 4, it says, Do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead us to repentance? And that's, that's just it. His, his goodness, when things are going well, it should, it should cause us to say, thank you, Lord, 
for, for all you do for us. And when things are going poorly, and they will, he tells us in, in John that, you know, he's come. He's come to bring us peace. But when things are, when things are going poorly, it, it gives us hope, knowing that we're not going to be there forever. But the main thing is, is to just, is to just repent no matter where we're at and just tell him how much we need him. And that's really, that's really all I had. I know, I know I wanted to talk about one more thing too, that even the ability to, to see that it, it comes from the, from the Holy Spirit. And that's, oh, I have it written down. He, he says, um, in John twelve ten, everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes against his Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And what that's talking about is it takes the Holy Spirit to even open our eyes to see that we need him. And if we feel like, oh, I've done nothing wrong, I don't have anything to repent of, that's exactly what that verse is referring to is we're blind because every one of us deserves to have a tower fall on us. But yet it won't because it fell on him. So that was my, uh, that was just on my heart. And that's uh, just, to me, it just, it gave me such hope. I, I've read that a lot and never, <clears throat> never knew quite what he was saying. But I, I feel like the Lord kind of opened my eyes a little bit to, to what it is, to what this even meant. And I hope, hope it gave you the hope that it gave me. Love all you guys. Hope you have an awesome week. Aloha.